turn your Bibles with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to be reading from um, verse 14 all the way down. Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14 all the way down. I read, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of, the, of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ that which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us unto him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages world without end Amen Glory to God um, Apostle Paul uh, writes um, a letter to the Ephesian church and this letter specifically is a prayer it's one of the prayers that we fondly refer to as the Pauline prayers prayers that were inspired by the Holy Ghost that Paul prayed for the church and he speaks of a specific concept in this particular prayer that he prayed for the believers at Ephesus and by inference all the other believers the scriptures above us or the scriptures that we've uh, just read you know speaks about knowing the love of Christ that passes knowledge and he says it is a precursor for us to be filled with all of the fullness of God. He says that we may know the love of Christ that passeth knowledge, that we might be filled with all of the fullness of God. It's very interesting. He says that we may know something that passes knowledge. It, it almost sounds like pathology, <laughs> but it's not. He says, we, we know the knowledge, we have the knowledge of his love that passes knowledge. So what is the Bible speaking about here? He's saying that there's a knowledge of the love of God that, that transcends and is beyond academic knowledge. You know, so there's a knowledge of the love of God that is beyond theory, that is non-theoretical. There's a knowledge of the love of God, I dare say that is experiential, you know. So we're saying that this knowledge is non-academic, we say this knowledge is beyond theory, we say this, this knowledge is experiential, you know. This depth of understanding of the knowledge of the love of God, you know, makes us shift away from you know, undue legalities and technicalities, you know, in scripture. 
you know sometimes you see you see things in scripture things that may want to appear like justifying certain actions and responses and want to go all legalistic and all technical and you just know that someone that is on that tangent is just walking by by the law quote unquote and you know they say the law is an ass that's how come sometimes you go to a law court you know from all moral disposition from what may appear to be right to everybody but people can get off a very very terrible case simply on the technicalities of the law okay they may say okay you didn't file the motion properly you didn't do this and then they throw it out meanwhile it's obvious to everybody that if we want to use the laws of natural justice that person in question really ought to have been guilty of what we are talking about so uh, when, when we're talking about the knowledge of the love of god we're saying you know knowledge that is that is real knowledge that is genuine knowledge that is not that is not predicated on you just trying to cover your tracks by technicalities i don't know if you understand what i'm trying to say we're talking about a non-academic uh, knowledge that is beyond theory that is experiential now if we look at that that portion of the scripture we read you know the bible says that we might know the breadth it says we will know the length it says we will know the depth and the height of the love of god wow you know so checking you know by dictionary interpretation what does breath mean breath talks about span talks about the spread of something talks about the broadness talks about the latitude of something the width of something okay and to me if you look at it that that appears to talk about the inclusiveness of the love of god you know how expansive the love of god the love of god is inclusive glory to god then he says the length talks about the length and that is talking about mileage it's talking about the stretch of something it's talking about the extent it's talking about the distance it's talking about the duration of something that to me speaks about how enduring the love of god is that the love of god can go to any length the love of god can go as far as possible glory to god concerning anybody the love of god will tarry long is long suffering he does not give up glory to him to his name and he talks about the depths you know by depth we're speaking about deepness we're speaking about the base of something we're talking about the foundation of something we're talking about the intensity when you say the love of god is deep we're talking about how intense that love is and and to me that speaks of the extent of that love, the intimacy of that love, the, 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 the level of intimacy that that love represents by all of the actions of God towards us. Glory to his name. And then finally, he talks about the height. He talks about the height of the love of God. You know, the height is talking about the zenith of something, the crest, the peak, the pinnacle, you know, the culminating point of something, you know, talks about the ceiling of something glory to god the crowning moment of something so that in itself speaks about the height the 
the how how far-reaching God's love can be. Glory to God. It talks about how far-reaching. So we're looking at the breadth of the love of God, which shows the inclusiveness of God's love, the length of the love of God, which shows how enduring his love can be. We're talking about the depth of his love that talks about how intimate that love can be and the height of the love of God that reveals how far-reaching the love of God can be. And the truth is, we need to be convinced of the dimensions of of the love of God for us. We need to be convinced of it. We need to have a revelational understanding of the dimensions of this love of God, this love that, that God is showing towards us and this dimension of God's love that is at work in us. Glory to his name, you know. It's, it's something that you cannot know by head knowledge. It's something that you cannot know by academic training. It's something that has to be unveiled to you. It's something that has to be revealed to you. And that's how come when you look at the scriptures, you find out that Apostle Paul specifically prayed, specifically prayed for them, that they may know the love of God that passes knowledge. You know, it's, it's a function of prayer. It's a function of God revealing it to you. You can't, you can't come to terms with it by simply just trying to academically define it. Glory to his name. So it's something that has to be unveiled to us by revelation. Now, I find something really, really interesting. The, the, that scripture seems to suggest that that not everybody has that love. So you have to come to terms with the love of God that passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all of the fullness of God. But then I was reading Colossians chapter two, and when you read in verses nine and 10, it seems to give a sense that the fullness of God or the fullness of the Godhead already dwells in us. Maybe we should just quickly take a look at it very quickly. Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, and I'm going to read to you verses 9 and 10. He says here, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead body, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Wow. He says, according to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9 and 10, he says, already the fullness of the Godhead dwells in us body. And we are completing it. The one who is the head of our principalities and powers. It dwells in us bodily. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in our spirits. So the completeness of God, that fullness of God that the Bible speaks about in Ephesians chapter 3. The Bible says it dwells in us. It says we are completing it. So how is it then that Apostle Paul, who wrote the letter to the Ephesian church and also to the Colossian church, He's telling us in his letter to the Ephesian church that, that there's a dimension of being filled with the love, with uh, the fullness of God that has to happen, that is not something that is already a present reality of yours. That's a question, isn't it? How then do we require to still be filled with all of the fullness of God, when the fullness of God dwells in us, the simple answer can be seen 
in that Ephesians chapter 3. Glory to God. It says that we might know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, that we might be filled with all of the fullness of God. It is the knowledge of the love of Christ that passes knowledge that demonstrates the fact that we have been filled with all of the fullness of God. So I'm saying to be filled with all of the fullness of God means to be able to give demonstrable expression of all of the dimensions of the love of God that we ourselves have experienced by revelation and to be able to give expression to it to the world around us. So until that love of God that you have received by revelation knowledge that is now in your heart, that is a function of God unveiling it to your spirit, until you are able to demonstrate that love of God and express it to the world of, that is around you, you practically or demonstrably cannot be said to have been filled with all of the, of the, of the fullness of God. So I say that again, being filled with all of the fullness of God has a lot to do with you being able to give, share, demonstrate and express that love of God that you also have received from God by revelation. And what we're talking about here is that we're not talking about just you walking by rules and regulations. We're not talking about theory here. We're not talking about you trying to prove a point to anybody. We're talking about someone who has received the knowledge of God that defines his character. Glory to God. And you know, character is who we are when people are not watching. That means whether people are there or they are not there, we will do the same thing. We will still give it. We will still express it. It, it, it has nothing to do with who is watching us. It's not about corporate social responsibility. It's not about us trying to, to, to show the world something so that they can know that we believers or we Christians, you know, we do good things. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> We're talking about the situation where our desires have merged with God's desires. Glory to God. We're talking about a scenario in which his passions have become our passion. Glory to his name. We're talking about us being able to see things, see the world and see people just the way God sees them. You know, we're seeing things from the lens of God. We're seeing things from the perspective of God. We view people, we view situations from the lens of God. We're seeing things through the eyes of God, through the eyes of love, through the eyes of unconditional love through the eyes of selfless sacrificial love that does not judge selfless sacrificial love that is not judgmental selfless sacrificial love that is not trying to be technical with the rules selfless sacrificial love that just wants to give and give and give the bible says in john 3 16 that the demonstration of that love of god is by giving the bible says for god so loved the world that he gave glory to his name so i'm saying that uh 
that when when we come to know that love of God, it becomes the the key to us continuously expressing the supernatural ability of God, which is at work in us. Glory to His name. That's what Ephesians chapter three and verse twenty says. You know, it says unto Him that is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we can ever ask or think, according to the power that is at work in us. Bear in mind that that fullness of God, which is being able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ever ask or imagine, is actually demonstrable when we allow the love of God that is in us to find expression through our words, through our actions, through our deeds, through all of the things that we do. Glory to God. And I dare say, a major way to communicate this love of God is by sharing our faith. A major way to communicate this love of God is by sharing the gospel. Because if we have received this love by revelation, the only way we will relentlessly and undeniably and unabashedly demonstrate that love is by the fact that you just find it so easy to talk about the love that we have received from God. You know, in fact, let me say this, a barometer that suggests that we've received that love of God personally for ourselves is the ability under even very precarious and on and inconveniencing circumstances. We just find ourselves very willing, <coughs> very willing to talk about the love of God that we will receive. And talking about the love of God that we receive is talking about the finished work of Christ, talking about the gospel, talking about the good news, talking about the fact that God indeed demonstrated that love by giving his only begotten son. Glory to God. You know, so I'm saying that in this year, in this year, 2023, a major way to demonstrate the fact that we're filled with all of the fullness of God is by demonstrating our love for God, the love that we received of God by, by revealing the gospel to the people all around us so the bible is encouraging us to not be ashamed of the gospel of christ you know when 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 you have a good product when you have a good message when you have received a good message and you don't have any qualms in showing people that you have received a good message or you have received a good product you'll be willing to talk about it you'll be willing to share it i believe in my heart that a major part of the demonstration of that supernatural work of God is that thing about supernatural increase in every area and every sphere of our lives. Supernatural dimensions in the manifestation of, of miracles, supernatural dimensions in the operations in our finances. But a big part of that supernatural work is the ability to bring in supernatural harvest of souls glory to God. You see, the love of God thus becomes the channel through which the power of God is communicated to the world around us. 
And so you will see that as we continually communicate and channel this love of God, what we're going to see in the top one is that we're going to get a lot of souls saved and we're going to get them to come to the knowledge of the truth. I'm going to round up my message this morning by showing you something that I believe God has unveiled to us by revelation. Glory to his name. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 30. Jeremiah chapter 30. It's a very, very known scripture. I'm sure by the time I read the scripture to you, you will know that it's something you already know. Jeremiah chapter 30. And I'm going to read into you verses 19 all the way down. Jeremiah chapter 30 from verse 19. It says, And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, <clears throat> and they shall not be small. Their children also shall be as a aforetime, and their congregation shall be established before me. And I will punish all that oppress them. And their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governors shall proceed from the midst of them. And I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me. For who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord? And ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. And glory to God. The Bible says that I will multiply them they shall not be few it says i will glorify them <laughs> they shall not be small I, I really believe in my heart that we will do big 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 things this year 2023 supernaturally by the hand of god big finances big projects big revenues will come our way but a major major thing that you and i will do together this year is big harvest of souls he says i will multiply them he says they shall not be small he says i will glorify them and they shall not be few i believe in my heart that god will bring us a massive harvest of souls and we need to put action corresponding action to our faith by just doing the needful which is to go all out, invite people to church, compel them to come to church, preach to people, share our faith with people, share the gospel, share the good news with as many people around, lay hands on the sick and expect the power of God to heal them, you know, cast out devils and expect them to be delivered from spiritual torture and literally be the conduits through which the power of God and the love of God will find expression in today's day. Hallelujah to Jesus. We shall be the hands of God on earth. We shall be his mouthpiece on earth. We shall be his feet here on earth. Glory to his name. In rounding up, I, 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 I want to pray that we might be filled with the knowledge of his will and what, in what dimensions are we looking at. We might be filled with the love of God that passes knowledge, that we might be filled with all of the fullness of God, that we might know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings be made conformable unto His death, 
that in our quest to know God more, in our quest to know and to have a revelation of the love of God in our hearts and in our spirits, that when that revelation becomes real and so, so strong, that we demonstrate all of the fullness of God by letting the love of God be expressed in our actions, in our deeds, and in the way we relentlessly go out and just tell people about the love of God that we believe. Father, we just thank you. We bless your name this morning for we have received your love. And as your people, we will have a revelational understanding of it that motivates us into action, action that is not subject to being compelled by anybody. We are motivated to do the things that interest you. We are motivated to act in sync with your mind and with your will. We are motivated to, to love people the way you love people and to see people through your lens and to, to, to view people the way you view them, not from a judgmental, standpoint or from a position of love a position of sacrifice and a position of affection thank you for enabling us to do so today and this year as we step out in our day today may we relentlessly the conduits through which the love of god is demonstrated and may we walk the supernatural walk in abundance today in jesus name Oh,